Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley says it's appropriate for her to continue campaigning as wildfires rage on in the province's north because Alberta is in an election period. A Winnipeg high school is ending observation of Mother's Day and Father's Day to transition to a more inclusive practice. Canada expels a Chinese diplomat implicated in a scheme to intimidate a conservative MP and his family. And hours later, China responds in kind. Hello Canada, it's Tuesday, May 9th, and this is the True North Daily Brief. I'm Rachel Emanuel. And I'm Lindsay Shepard. We've got you covered with all the news you need to know. Let's discuss the top stories of the day and the True North exclusives you won't hear anywhere else. Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley says it's appropriate for her to continue campaigning as wildfires rage on in the province's north. Notley's comments came at a campaign stop in Calgary Northeast on Monday afternoon, where she pitched increasing home care for seniors by $100 million. When asked if she considered suspending her campaign, Notley said it's a difficult time for Albertans displaced by the fires, but political parties must continue with their pitch to voters. Notley did not answer a question from True North about whether it was wrong for the Premier to receive criticism for attending a UCP fundraiser over the weekend, considering that Notley has continued her campaign. Here's what that sounded like. Rachel Emanuel, True North, Ms. Notley, how is the Premier showing insensitivity when you're here in Calgary today hosting a campaign event and she's up in Edmonton dealing with the wildfires? I believe that we are both continuing to work on the campaign. Indeed, we've seen uh, uh, both of us do that. Um, and, uh, and so that's what we're doing. And, but in the meantime, uh, when it comes to uh, making announcements that impact uh, the victims of the wildfires, then that should be done in an apolitical way. So is the criticism the Premier is receiving for the campaign event she attended over the weekend or other campaign events she might choose to hold inappropriate? Is it right for her to continue campaigning considering, as you said, we are in an election period? Uh, my concern is only that uh, she chose to announce the provincial state of emergency to her campaign workers before she announced it uh, to the victims Meanwhile, United Conservative Party leader Danielle Smith has not made any campaign announcements for the past three days. On Monday, the government announced evacuation payments for the 29,000 Albertans who've been displaced by wildfires raging across the province. During an extensive wildfire update yesterday, Smith announced that eligible evacuees will receive $1,250 per adult and an additional $500 per dependent child under 18. Smith also put out an urgent call for a thousand volunteer firefighters, saying some experienced Indigenous firefighters would like to join the fight. The Premier said those who are brought in will be trained to join existing teams efficiently. Lindsay, this is a big story in the province right now. Personally, I actually don't have an issue with Rachel Notley continuing her campaign. It is an election period. We have a set date. The election is happening on May 29th. It would be very difficult to move that date. It looks like the chief electoral officer could delay the vote in certain ridings if necessary, but it doesn't look like it would be possible to push that date, especially now that the election campaign is already underway. That being said, what I did notice yesterday at her press conference is how much she took the time to criticize Danielle Smith, who has not been campaigning. Danielle Smith has a campaign announcement scheduled for later this afternoon, 
But for the past three and a half days, she's had her premier hat on and she's been dealing with this fire as the premier. She hasn't been out campaigning as the leader of the provincial party. That didn't stop Rachel Nolly from taking aim at the premier yesterday in her campaign announcement. She criticized the way that Danielle has handled the fire. For example, on Saturday, Danielle Smith did attend a UCP fundraiser. She received a lot of criticism about that, which is why I asked Notley if that criticism was acceptable. But while Smith was at that fundraiser, she told UCP supporters that she was going to be announcing a state of emergency at her next press conference just hours later. And yesterday, Rachel Notley said that was very insensitive, the premier, and was very critical of Danielle Smith's handling of the fires. Meanwhile, she's out here campaigning. So I'm really noticing a double standard. I'm noticing a lot of hypocrisy in Notley and the left's response to the premier who has sacrificed her time campaigning to deal with his fires, which is displacing Albertans. We know that at least four homes have been burned down in the province. And I think it's shameful that Rachel Notley is using this opportunity to attack the premier instead of uniting and encouraging Albertans. How disheartening for Albertans who are watching on the sidelines to see the opposition leader turn this crisis into such a partisan issue. Yeah, people don't really like the politicization of natural disasters. I think people understand that this is a time where you have to pull through and it's a time to put off the partisan attacks because resolving the the wildfires is the priority. And I have to agree with you. The the election is May 29th. Um there's no redo of the election, so this is all the time they have to campaign. Um they have Albertans all over the province to speak to. So I would say it is a tough situation, but I understand that all parties in this election do need to campaign. And, um, you know, although Smith has a lot more on her plate in terms of figuring out this crisis, um, I, I do understand that they need to campaign. And I think this is a time when we've seen the premier at her best. She's doing a very good job of handling the fires. The numbers are going down daily. Over the weekend, we were looking at about 105 to 107 wildfires. Those numbers dropped into the high 90s yesterday. As of this morning, we're now in the 80s. So the wildfires are going down. We have seen Daniel Smith put on the premier hat, a big announcement to evacuees, giving them some funding to help with the cost and the transition during this next couple of days. And of course, that isn't enough for the NDP. That isn't enough for the partisan hacks online who were so upset that Daniel Smith attended this UCP fundraiser on Saturday afternoon mind you in between two press conferences about the fires and yet these same people who are criticizing the premier won't stand up and say it's interesting that rachel notley is full out campaigning right now meanwhile daniel smith has taken a back seat for the election campaign it'll be interesting to see what the results of that are later on will albertans have noticed that the premier is responding to the fires instead of out campaigning or are they just noticing that they're not receiving announcements daily from the ucp i doubt that's the case people tend not to like political campaigns because they get so vicious. But this double standard here and the hypocrisy is really sickening. And of course, no one in the legacy media is calling it out. Rachel Notley fielded one question at her conference yesterday about whether she had considered putting her campaign on pause. And that was it. There's no questions about the double standard here. No one's interested in holding the NDP leader to account. Mother's Day and Father's Day are no longer inclusive enough, according to a Winnipeg high school. Kildonan East Collegiate is ending observation of Mother's Day and Father's Day to, quote, transition to a more inclusive practice. The vice principal of the school issued a memo Friday 
saying the school would instead encourage non-gender specific observations of all those who support our students. The memo reads, quote, as we continue to learn and recognize the importance of celebrating all people in our community, we have moved away from isolated observances of specific traditions like Mother's and Father's Day. True North asked the vice principal who sent the memo whether parents or students had complained about the use of Mother's Day and Father's Day, but did not receive a reply. It's not clear whether the move was initiated by the school or as part of a larger school board directive. Rachel, why do you think that they're canceling Mother's Day and Father's Day? I think ultimately this is just a part of the erasure of the family unit that's being so pushed nowadays. People don't want to accept or promote the importance of a mother and a father's role in a child's life anymore. They would rather hand that responsibility over to the state, over to the state and over to the school board rather than to the parents where that responsibility rightly belongs. The other part of it is that people are just so sensitive nowadays if you didn't have the perfect upbringing, which, by the way, no one does. The answer is just to stop talking to your mom and dad. And of course, I'm not mitigating that there is real abuse that exists out there and those situations need to be handled with sensitivity. But by and large, most parents are just doing their best to get by. They're doing their best job. No parent is perfect. Every parent will make mistakes. And nowadays, the response is, well, you didn't have a perfect upbringing or your parents don't accept you exactly as you are. Maybe it's best just not to acknowledge their role in your life. I think it's shameful. I think it's really sad growing up. I remember in grade school making crafts for my mom and my dad ahead of Mother's and Father's Day. It was such a fun time and they always pretended to be really excited over these goofy gifts that we would give them. And here we are just sort of removing that experience entirely from a child's life. Presumably, they are doing this because some students might have two dads or two moms or maybe they're being raised by their grandparents. But that doesn't erase the fact that every human being comes from a mom and a dad, biologically. Um, And, you know, students who are being raised without a mom and dad in their lives, you know, like, let's say a student being raised by two dads, that's still going to be the minority. Um, Mother's Day, I'm very defensive of Mother's Day. It's my favorite day of the whole year. Um, Being a mother is a very tiring and thankless job, and it's kind of the one day where um, it's about you. And so I doubt that a lot of parents want to see this erased because it's a day to recognize them. Um, I don't think it's smart to get rid of that. And, you know, even with Father's Day, dads, you know, the, the whole structure of dad works outside the home and brings in the money and then mom does everything at home. In the current economy, that's not the way that most parents are living their lives in Canada anymore. Mom and dad both work and mom and dad both contribute to the home. And so Mother's Day and Father's Day are really sacred days, I think. And getting rid of them is just ridiculous. And as we, as I mentioned, when I was reading out about the story, um, it's not even clear who asked for this. It seems like perhaps no one did. Yeah, you're probably exactly right. This was probably a school board initiative in their effort to become more woke and to be ahead of the woke curve and to receive some appreciation for that. I think you're absolutely right about Mother's Day. I think you should celebrate Mother's Day. Being a mother is a very difficult job and society doesn't make it any easier nowadays. They are constantly trying to tear you down and tell you that biological men can do exactly what you do, which they cannot, as we know. As for children who may have two dads or two moms, 
okay, so celebrate double on Father's Day then and double on Mother's Day. This idea that we need to accommodate for every little nuance and family situation so we don't hurt anyone's feelings is not a healthy thing. Life isn't fair. People have different situations. Be thankful for what you have and move on. Canada has ordered a Chinese diplomat in Toronto to leave the country immediately after being implicated in a scheme to intimidate a Conservative MP and his family in Hong Kong. Foreign Affairs Minister Melanie Jolie said in a statement on Monday that Zhao Wei, who worked at the Chinese consulate in Toronto, has been officially declared persona non grata. The announcement of Zhao's expulsion coincided with MPs voting in favor of a conservative motion that urged the government to expel certain diplomats and launch a public inquiry into the allegations of foreign interference. Additionally, Jolie also warned that other diplomats could face similar consequences if found to be involved in foreign interference. Jolie wrote, quote, I have been clear, we will not tolerate any form of foreign interference in our internal affairs. Diplomats in Canada have been warned that if they engage in this type of behavior, they will be sent home. This decision has been taken after careful consideration of all factors at play. We remain firm in our resolve that defending our democracy is of the utmost importance. Hours later, China responded in kind and expelled Canadian diplomat Jennifer Lynn Lalonde. Lalonde has been told to leave the country by May 13. It is unclear why Lalonde was targeted. In a statement, China's Foreign Affairs Ministry described the decision as, quote, a reciprocal countermeasure in reaction to Canada's unscrupulous move. Further retaliation measures could be taken, as China says it, quote, reserves the right to further react. Last week, the Globe and Mail reported that CSIS had evidence that China was planning to intimidate Conservative MP Michael Chong and his family. The federal government has since verified that report. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau denies claims that he was aware of China's attempts to intimidate Chong and his family. Okay, so great. I guess the federal government is doing what they should have done as soon as they were aware of these threats against Chong's family stemming from this diplomat, allegedly. Jolie's statement that this decision has been taken after careful consideration. It's a bit of a joke. This should have been done a long time ago. The government is only responding now because of the public pressure to do so. Yeah. And in terms of why Jennifer Lalonde, the Canadian diplomat in China, was targeted, if you take a quick look at her Twitter, she has tweeted some condemnations of the detainment of the two Michaels, Michael Kovrig and Michael Spavor. So that could perhaps be a reason why she was targeted um, to be sent back to Canada. But otherwise, it's a it's a typical move from China, tit for tat. And honestly, good for her. That takes a courageous spirit to do something like that, especially while living in China. Honestly, I don't know that I would ever even want to visit China. I would be pretty afraid of what they would do while you're there. They detain the two Michaels arbitrarily, and I would be very nervous to be in China. I would be very nervous to live there. So good for her for making those moves. Absolutely no surprise that China retaliated. We'll see if they continue their retaliation efforts as we all expect them to do. That's it for today, and don't forget to check in at www.tnc.news throughout the day for all the news you need to know. And if you're able, please consider supporting independent media at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.